It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And despite all of the challenges and the divisiveness that's happening in our nation's capital around budgets and spending and debt limits, uh, there is important work being done. And too often we forget to talk about some of these crucial conversations that are always happening and need to be highlighted and happening more. And joining us now from Washington is Congressman Chris Stewart uh, from the great state of Utah. And uh, Congressman, you're here today to talk about uh, something that I think is often overlooked. We've just wrapped up Suicide Prevention Month in September Uh, And here it is, October 1st, and I am really pleased that we're going to continue the conversation, stay with the question as it relates uh, to suicide prevention. Tell us some of the things that you've been noticing and some of the things that you're working on. Well, thank you so much, Boyd, uh, for giving us a chance to talk about this. And and it's important at at a time when everything is so divisive, when we can talk about something that we really actually do agree on, and that's the importance of, of supporting one another, the importance of, in, in the case of the federal government, doing what it can to help uh, you know, our, fellow, our fellow men, our fellow Americans who may be hurting, who may find themselves in a place that they don't really understand or that they don't really quite know how to get out of, mm. and, and the importance of the community doing that same thing. So, And I, I mentioned this in, a, in an editorial that was actually published in the Desert News a couple of days ago, that... Um, there are a couple moments in your time here in Congress that I think you will remember and you'll reflect back on. And for me, one of those is unquestionably some of the conversations I've had with families who have lost someone they love from suicide, especially in a couple instances, families who have lost youth, teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there before the grace of God go any one of us because we know how uh, how heartbreaking that tragedy could be and it, and it could affect it could affect our own families. It could affect our family, the families across the street. So the ability to talk about this and to share really a message of hope and a message of that there are, there are resources and there is help out there is, is important. Thank you for giving us that opportunity. Absolutely. Well, we know uh, since you've gotten uh, back to Congress at the very beginning, you immediately started uh, work on, again, a lot of this is hard work, heavy lifting, far away from cameras and, uh, and microphones. Uh, and that is the legislation that uh, you had passed. Uh, designating 988 as the official nationwide number uh, to access the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, And tell us where we are in that. It's been signed into law. What's the process? Uh, What progress are we making there? Well, we're we're very, very close to the finish line. And, you know, an interesting observation about this is, uh, you know, this 988 number where it doesn't matter where you are in the country, it doesn't matter if you're in Salt Lake City or St. George or New York or California, you dial 988 if you're in the middle of a mental health crisis, if you're worried about someone you love, your spouse or your children or, or you know, someone in, 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 in your neighborhood, 
if if you're concerned about them or if you yourself are finding yourself in the middle of a mental health crisis, 988, you dial that number and you're going to get help. There were hotlines before, but no, no one knew what they were. Or very few people did, and they were different depending on where right. you live. So this, this allows us that kind of universal access. Um, but to my point about that, I mean, Boyd, it wasn't controversial. It, it didn't cost much money. It was bipartisan. I mean, we had... I think 300 co-sponsors or something like that, maybe even more Republicans and Democrats. But it still took three years to get it through Congress. And then you know, going on a year and a half now of trying to actually have it implemented. But as I said, we're very close to, to the finish line. The FCC has gone through their final, uh, final studies and working with the telecoms to make that uh, number available. What we're doing now, and, and this is so important, you can't call 988 and not have someone answer or have someone answer who says, hey, we're really busy here. Could I call you back in a day or two? I mean, that just can't be the outcome. So we're helping states because it is up to the individual states to man their call centers because we want those call centers to be local. Uh, we're trying to get the state adequate funding and adequate training for, so that you have professionals who will answer those calls who, you know, will give that comforting voice, but it will be confident and it will be well-trained. So they'll they'll know exactly how they can best help. And that's going to take uh, just a little more time. Okay, and that's uh, but that's great progress. It's such an important effort there to have those services. I know you've got other uh, pieces of legislation that you've been working on. Again, bipartisan work. Uh, you've got one with Illinois Democrat uh, Marie Newman on some federal funding, and then I also know you're working uh, with uh, Representative uh, Doris Matsui, a uh, Democrat from California, on the Suicide Prevention Act. Give us a quick uh, snapshot of those two pieces of legislation. Yeah, and I, well, again, thank you, and I love the fact they're bipartisan, and once again, it shows that on this issue, you know, this is something that all Americans care about. The first one is addressing what we were talking about previously, and that is you've got to have adequate funding for these call centers. Now, thankfully, and not surprisingly, Utah is way ahead of most states on this. This is something we've been really good at for a couple of years now. And we, once again, using Utah as a model, as we show other states, hey, this is what your call center should look like, and this is kind of the funding level you can expect. So we're trying to facilitate that and make sure that those those call centers are adequately funded. The second piece is there's still so much information about suicide, particularly among vulnerable communities like our youth and like our veterans, that even though we emphasize them, we still don't understand what when we see the spikes in suicide that we've seen in the last few years. We don't really understand why. And the second bill allows us to collect information and to correlate some of that information so that you know, the people who work in these in these areas, you know, the social workers and the mental health professionals will have more information that we think is going to help them understand the issues and the problems and, and help us to address it a little a little more effectively. And hopefully, in many cases, before they reach a stage of crisis. Yeah. So uh, such a vital, crucial conversation and important work going on in our nation's capital. And uh, Representative Stewart, uh, we, we've been talking about this uh, throughout the month, and we're going to continue to talk about this, that uh, whether it's you that might be in a dark space uh, and thinking about alternatives or whether it's a loved one, I, I don't know any anybody uh, who hasn't been touched by suicide in some way. And the thing that we all have to come back to, we had an interesting conversation not long ago uh, with the gentleman who was involved in dispersing the money after 9-11 to the survivors. And really this question of what is the value of a life. Uh, and while we look at that, uh, he looked at it in terms of dollars and cents and distribution, uh, it's really the worth of the soul that matters and the ripple effect and never underestimate the power of one person 
uh, and what your life means, the value of that life. And so whether it's you that needs to reach out or whether it's you reaching out to someone in need, uh, we've all got to reach. And uh, you've, you've shown us through this legislation that we can reach not just across the aisle, but we can reach out to our fellow travelers, our brothers and sisters uh, who may be struggling right now. We appreciate your efforts on this. Anything else we should be thinking about uh, as it relates to suicide prevention? Well, I, I would just say two things, Boyd. Thank you for being a champion on this. I mean, you've allowed me to come on your program and talk about this a number of times, and I think it's been helpful, and we're so grateful that you're willing to let us do that. And the second thing, and, and you kind of alluded to this, if you're in the, middle, in the middle of one of these crises, if you're in the middle of a period in your life where you're, you're losing hope and you don't know what you're going to do, you've got to know you're not alone. And you have to know that it, it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to feel that way forever. A really high percentage of people who attempt suicide and survive it and then are able to get help, the vast majority of them within six months r- report back, hey, my life is better, I feel happy, I'm optimistic about my future. It doesn't have to be that dark hole forever. There are people and there are things that can do to help you. So please reach out and let us help you. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, there is hope and there is help. And uh, again, on a very busy day in our nation's capital, Representative Chris Stewart, we appreciate you uh, demonstrating that the things that really matter really matter to everybody. And we can set the politics aside to to do some good things. And again, whether it's you that uh, is in need of some hope or help today or someone you love, uh, make sure you reach out. Reaching out is the key. Uh, resources are available. Of course, the Safe UT app uh, is also a great help here in the state of Utah as well. Representative Chris Stewart, thank you so much for uh, making some time for us today. It's an honor. Thank you. Also remember the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, 800-273-8255, or the Safe UT app. Great resources for you. We're going to step aside when we come back. Casey Scott's going to help us talk about addiction, hope, and healing through faith. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.